Hey friends, welcome to Genuine Life with me, Jody Stevens. Anxiety, five keys to overcoming anxiety and panic attacks. That's what we're talking about today. So this podcast, it's about helping you live a better life mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And we talk all aspects of recovery, mental health on this show with a biblical perspective. And if you like the program, again, I'd love it if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes or whatever app you're listening through. And you can also subscribe to the show on Podbean, and you can listen on my website too, which is jodystevens.org. Uh, it's also Jody Stevens on YouTube, and you can find other encouraging resources, uh, my healing blog, my course on identity. It's all there on my website, jodystevens.org. So anxiety. I began having pretty extreme anxiety and panic attacks in my early 20s. Okay, And that was when I first started my radio career. And at the time, I had no idea what was happening to me. So I would experience intense disorientation. So imagine not knowing who you are or why you're on this planet. If you've had this, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of like that. I felt detached from myself, sort of like a nightmarish out-of-body experience, only I was still in my body. So Basically, I thought I was going insane. And so I was relieved to find out that there was actually a clinical name for what I was experiencing. They call it derealization <laughs> or depersonalization. Okay, that's what it feels like. It sounds like an odd description until you've experienced this type of panic attack. Okay, if you have, it makes perfect sense. However, the experience is more than odd. It's actually terrifying. It really is. And so my mom took me to the doctor and they explained that I was having panic attacks. And so they prescribed me Xanax, which is a tranquilizer. It's a, it's a heavy narcotic. And I was off to college for the next semester, but the panic attacks didn't stop. So I treated my disorder with alcohol, marijuana throughout the majority of my 20s. And here's what's interesting. I was so cut off from myself emotionally that it wasn't until later in life after I got sober that I started making the connection between the drinking, my emotional state, and the anxiety. I'm happy to say I don't have panic attacks anymore, and I've been sober for 16 years. However, I do still get anxiety from time to time. So I want to talk about five key things that I practice to deal with anxiety. So they're not the normal things that, that you hear about, you know, like deep breathing, exercise, and cutting back on caffeine. Don't get me wrong. Those things are tremendously important when it comes to managing anxiety. And I make it to point uh, a point to practice them as well. Um, but these are just some things that, that work for me and have helped me with overall mental and spiritual health. So the first one is in the moment is to distract yourself initially. You do want to get to the root of the anxiety issues, but in that scary moment of disorientation or derealization, practice, you know, distracting yourself when possible can be very helpful. So for instance, when I was in college, I had this terrible panic attack and it lasted for like two hours. And I walked to the payphone in the dormitory. Yes, it was a long time ago. And I picked it up. I was going to call 911 because I thought I might be having a heart attack. Well, I ended up putting the phone down and I reasoned, you know, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, I'm 21. I, I'm too young to have a heart attack, right? 
So I started walking around campus for about an hour. And then when I got back to my room, I picked up my guitar because I thought, well, maybe if I could just play a melody, I can get my brain to think about something else and sort of come back to myself. And it worked. And so now if I ever start to feel that kind of scary, panicky, depersonalization rolling in, I make sure to engage in something that will distract me. Here's another one is working on self-esteem and letting go of the need for approval. So for the longest time, I allowed what other people thought of me to sort of dictate who I was as a person. You could say I maybe wasn't very well integrated, meaning well integrated, meaning that, that who I was privately coincided with who I was publicly. So the problem for me was that I lacked an internal locus of control or internal sense of self. So my identity was defined, as some people have said, from the outside in rather than from here out. And so I felt very powerless over people and situations in my life. I actually didn't believe that I had any internal power to change things. So letting other people and other circumstances determine our behavior choices and our self-esteem can cause a lot of anxiety. They call it free-floating anxiety. In other words, I couldn't pin my anxiety on any specific issue. It just came and went a lot. That's also like generalized anxiety disorder, right? Because we can't control things outside of ourselves most of the time. So what happens when we're guided by those things? We experience this this anxiety all around us because we allow big things in life to be determined by what we can't control. So understanding this helped me to surrender it to God and allow him to do for me what I could not do for myself. And over the years, he's been faithful in working to heal my self-esteem. Which brings me to number three, and that is practicing the serenity prayer, right? The short version of this prayer reads, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change what I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The full version is just so beautiful. If you ever get a chance to read it, do. Maybe you already have. Um, and by the way, if you want step-by-step -step instructions on how to live out this prayer, you can check that out. I have a YouTube video on that on my channel, Jody Stevens, or again on my blog at uh, jodystevens.org. So here's kind of a weird illustration of what I mean. I used to have these frantic dreams over and over and over again. I would be like running through the woods, desperately trying to get to the edge of the forest. And it was like dark. And no matter how long I ran or how far or how fast, I could never seem to get there. Well, then I would have other dreams where pretty much the same thing. These are called anxiety dreams where I was trying to complete a simple task, okay? Like going through the drive-thru or something. But no matter how hard I tried, I could not finish it. I just kept going around and around in these desperate circles and never getting anywhere. And during one of these periods where I was having these dreams, I was also having some challenges at work. And I didn't feel like I had any control over the situation. I did, but I didn't think I did, okay? I was afraid to ask for what I needed, okay? And I started to realize that my dreams were kind of a signal of my current emotional state. Not only that, but much of my anxiety was because of those feelings of powerlessness, right? I was just powerless, running and not getting anywhere. So I began to pray that serenity prayer and ask the Lord to help me determine what I could change, right? And the courage to change those things. So after that, 
I made a list of of grievances, right, for for my bosses and you know the big raise that I wanted and all that stuff, and and uh, called a meeting with my supervisors, and I'm sure I looked ridiculous. I was shaking. I was totally nervous, and I'm reading my requests off this list on my notebook, right. Um, sadly, they didn't grant any of my requests, <laughs> but you know what? I felt better because I had done something, okay? And you know what else? <clears throat> Those dreams stopped. I realized what I needed to do, okay? I had to stop obsessing over the anxiety-inducing things I couldn't control, pray for the courage to act on the things I did have control over. Even if they didn't yield any results, I needed to act, and that made all the difference in the world, all right? So here's another one, alter your thinking. Okay, I'm one of those pessimistic types, right? Most of the time I don't see the glass is half empty. There's just actually nothing in the darn thing, right? <laughs> the glass is just empty, right? So I have to work pretty hard to alter those negative thoughts. Uh, and one of the ways that I do this is by constantly practicing gratitude, thanking God for the big and little blessings in my life. First Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. Um, another way that I have changed my thinking over the years is just to stop the negativity train in its tracks. It takes conscious effort to think about our stinking thinking, right? So here's an example. Have you ever just been getting ready? Get, you're getting ready for the day and all of a sudden like you spill coffee all over your shirt, stub your toe, you let out this angry scream, right? man, it's going to be one of those days, right? And so that's when I have to stop the train and say, wait a minute, it's not going to be one of those days. Sure, it got off to a rocky start. But from here on out, I'm going to have a great day. <laughs> and nine times out of 10, the day goes pretty good, okay? So it's kind of hard at first, but these minor little thought pattern shifts have greatly reduced my anxiety over the years. And finally, reaching out to others, asking for help especially when you don't want to. If you're an introvert like me, this can be really hard. Um, but isolation breeds all kinds of issues, including social anxiety disorder and stuff like that. Uh, after my brother died, I forced myself to go out with friends, even when I desperately didn't want to. And afterwards, I felt so much better. And I was glad that I hadn't stayed home instead. And during that time, I mean, I can honestly say that my friends saved my life in so many ways. Proverbs 18.1 tells us, one who has isolated himself seeks his own desires. He rejects all sound judgment. Ecclesiastes 4.9 through 10 tells us two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed, right? If one person falls, the other can reach out and help but somebody who falls alone is in real trouble, right? So to know I wasn't alone helped me to overcome those anxieties. So reaching out to God, reaching out to others was a really important part of that process. So what about you? Have you struggled with anxiety? Do you have any tips or tricks that helped you deal with anxiety, panic attacks? Can you share any wisdom from your own perspective? Love to hear from you. If so, please do so in the comment section below. But I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite scriptures. And this one brings me a lot of comfort when I'm feeling anxious. It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way 
and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, right? Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's true for you. God is with you through this. So I hope these little tips brought you some help and encouragement. Again, I'd love to connect with you, hear from you. If you're interested in being on this program, you can reach out to me. My email is connectwithjodystevens at yahoo.com. And again, I'd love it if you would subscribe to this program. You can do that on Podbean. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you so much. Maybe leave a review there. And also you can listen and connect with me right there on my website. It's jodystevens.org. So thanks for hanging out. Tune in next time. I'm going to be chatting with marriage and family therapist and good friend of mine, Susan Reynolds. And we are going to continue the discussion on anxiety and give you some great tips to continue helping you overcome anxiety, panic attacks, and things like that. So uh, thanks, friends, for watching and have an awesome rest of your day.